right, good evening. This is Wednesday. So Wednesday, what does that mean? It's hump day? Hump yes. day. Okay. Welcome to the In The Thick podcast and talk show. And tonight we are joined by Earl Hubbard, otherwise known as Greasy the Artist. Is that okay. correct on that? That is correct. And, and, and we have, uh, Ryan is sitting here. He's waiting because he's going to exit very soon. Ryan's sitting there. You guys <laughs> know them from the, uh, the Black Ink Crew, Nine Mag Tattoo, uh, down on 21st and... Canal Port. Canal Port. Okay, so that's yeah. near Chinatown. Yeah. Correct? Okay, all right. And the Pilsen I'm, Art District. I'm sorry, in the Pilsen Art District. Okay, so specifically viewers and listeners the pilsen art district so we want to we stand corrected on that and tonight we have the lovely ladies we have t and also victoria hi ladies hey Hey. right all right so tonight i think we have a really interesting topic that we're going to discuss tonight and it's really good to have a male perspective right every now and again because sometimes Sometimes. you said sometimes (laughs) sometimes as females um we kind of band together, right? We we stick together. Although Vicky Vicky thinks a little bit differently about me, but I think I think that as a female, I support my other women, right? No, I mean touche, touche. Whatever. For the most part, yes. Sometimes I do. Sometimes, you know, right is right and wrong is wrong. But I think that the topic tonight is something really important that we need to discuss because we've been really hit with some really terrible things in this new civil war that we're experiencing, right? So For sure. Blacks in the United States have, we've always, we're, we're used to oppression. We live oppression day in and day out, correct? And this has been yeah. going, they say that slavery only lasted 400 years, but we know that that's not true, okay? Mm. For sure. Get a little deeper in that, Black women, we have really had it hard right? So something that's been playing on me and pulling on me some time is why Black women are not protected. Okay? Okay. Black women are, we're so beautiful as a whole. Black women are absolutely beautiful. We come in all different shapes, all different sizes. We're amazing. But unfortunately, exactly. So we've got we've got our, our, our chocolate princess right here. We've got light right over here. I just found out that I was caramel, which was a, a very nice. Wow. Don't start that. Don't do it. Please don't do it. You are not the same color as me. So much. Wow. No, she's caramel. See, we had to work through well, it. We had like, to work through me. it before we started. Right. Right. Just keep right. going. Keep going. You were so good. Just always- go these ladies but anyway um and to have a male <laughs> here in this moment with us I thought was really really special right so I actually want to get started with you Greasy and I want to ask you your opinion on that why do you think as a black man mm-hmm. in current day 2020 why yeah. our black women are not protected oh man I'm going to take the whole podcast with this oh, answer. So are you ready? Interesting. And, and, and really, why are Black women not protected by you guys, our Black mm-hmm. 
Because we don't okay. care about the white man not protecting us. Right, right, right. So let me so, so let me start here, right? So here's what you have to understand, right? As a as a as usurpers of our people and our culture, right? The 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 reason we are all here, everybody in this podcast, is because somebody showed up on the continent with a boat ready to steal a bunch of people, right? And when they decided to steal those people, the first thing they had to do was take out the strongest people. It's weakened the mind and the spirit and the body and the aura of the strongest people. The strongest people in our land were our warriors, were our men, were our kings, were our princes, because in ancient Africa and in our continent before we came here and became Americanized, they were charged with taking care and providing and protecting their women and their children. That's the natural order of things. So from the time they decided to put us on that boat, all the way up until today, 2020, the main target of capitalism, the main target of white America, the main target of everyone who does not want to see Blacks as a culture, as a diaspora across the globe, has decided to ostracize, to vilify, to attack the character of, to humiliate in every way possible the black male. So if you look at history, you know, uh, Martin was killed, Malcolm was killed, Fred Hampton was killed, uh, Bobby Kennedy and John F. Kennedy were both killed for saying you can't treat these people like that. So uh, you have a lot of instances where black males who stood up and said first things first we must protect and provide for our women and our children were destroyed those who weren't killed had their character destroyed and attacked uh we saw recent movies where in recent media where even the sexuality of you know brother malcolm was in question or the infidelities of brother martin were, were in question and throughout all of these things going on uh, because the white man does not see the black woman as a threat per se, meaning violence and aggression, um, you all have been able to open doors that have been necessary to be open for the entire African-American diaspora outside of sexuality. So one of the points, and that's just point number one that I can definitely say is that from the time we set foot on this continent, we have been under attack as you all's protectors. You know, the term motherfucker comes from slavery where they would put bags on the young men's heads in order to have them to have sex with their mother so that they could generate the strongest and most powerful offspring. There is no coming back from that. There is no reconnecting to the proper psyche and the proper mentality of a functioning family once that has happened. You okay. know, um, you had slave masters who would publicly bring out the biggest, strongest male on their plantation, and they would sexually violate them in order to give everybody else on the plantation an idea of what it means to be a strong and powerful protector of your women and your family. You know, so these are things that were never mentioned in the history books. They're never taught to the majority of African-American males or females, you know, throughout this education system, but still have a long lasting psychological effect 
through generation after generation after generation after generation. So that's just one point I can lay out right there. And, and if I'm I'm saying something that you all don't feel is true, please chime in. But this has been my experience with the knowledge that I've gained on how and why we've come to where we are. Okay. Okay. And obviously everything that you are saying, I mean, it's fact-based, right? But, yeah. but, but let's, let's really, really get down deep. So, mm -hmm. so with everything that you said and by you being a black man yeah. and sitting next to a black man, right? Mm -hmm. We need to know mm -hmm. if all of that is true, which again, I'm going to qualify and say that it is, mm -hmm. what happened? Where, where's the disconnect yeah. between all of that <clears throat> continuing to protect your black women, your mothers, your sisters, your aunties, your grandmothers, your next door neighbors, I don't, I don't right? Think it's a, uh, I don't think it's a disconnect, it's a dilution. Like you said, uh -huh. playing directly off of that, uh, when you do all of those things, you take away something from somebody that they either never were going to learn or that they would have learned and they won't learn it anymore. Meaning that a, a lot of these men now, not all of them, but a lot of these men now, black men now, don't know who they are and cannot comprehend or recognize what they should be. And then you implement so many other things, um, a broken household or without a male figure you know what I mean, any level of discipline to let you know what you should and shouldn't do to even not fight your sisters, to not, you know, put your hands on a woman, all these different things. These men don't know who they are to know how strong they have to be for these women out here. And they can't become the best them that they can be, let alone know how to protect a, a woman when, you know, you talk about one in three women, you know what I mean, are in domestic violence situations. And that's a lot of women who have hands put on them. I'm looking at three women right now and I don't see one in three. I guarantee probably two out of three or three out of three of y'all have dealt with some type of crazy man. I'll be a black man who has put his hands on you or tried to at some point because he's just not, you know, you would say he's just not right, but it's, just, it's a lot of things that he don't know. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. there's a, it, it played off of what he's saying. Like when you take all that away from somebody, there's a, a an involuntary, inferior internal feeling that we have and that we, you know, we possess from down our bloodline, you know, that is in us to not get to that next level of success, not get to that next level of tax brackets, because it's a different level of responsibility that we're scared to get to. You know what I mean? And you have not been taught anything to get to that next level. We as black men, we are always playing the game of defense. And you are always worried about what if I'm get, gonna get pulled over, worried about what if these niggas gonna kill me, worried about what if this, what if that. Everything we do is playing defense. When you're a white male, you are playing offense. You're like, hey, man, there's nothing stopping me. There's nothing standing in my way. Let me go ahead and build a business right here. Let me go ahead and buy this land and then build something right here. You're not playing defense at all. So you have every option to play offense, and we're playing defense first. You know, you got niggas wanting to kill you. You got women who don't respect you for how you might have been and what you didn't know to grow. And then you got police, and then you have, you know, the world against you all before you step out the door. And you got to fight through that to make it back through. And then every man who don't have the guidance to learn to make it through. And then it, it, it breeds a selfishness that doesn't allow for him to know how to take care of his family, know how to take care of his woman, know how to value his woman or his mama or his sisters or his daughter. You know what I mean? So when you take all that away, like the things that he was talking about, I was taking away from back then. Then you implement, you know, um, the things like, segregation and con and convict lease and all these things that have allowed for us over the time even after slavery to still never feel 
um, fully as men. You know what I mean? And every little bit of uh, leeway that they give us, people have been so happy to just feel like that's integrated. Every little, you know, bit of rope that they give you feel like, oh, we finally equal now. Now we just say y'all can sit with us. Uh, oh, now they say we can vote with them. Oh, now we can drink from the water fountain. Oh, now we can do this. Oh, now we got this. Every little bit is not integration. They just give you a little bit more. And it's still not enough. You know, so with all of that, you're not, give, you're not giving him every tool that he needs to be as strong as he is. Yeah, you have the ones who have gone through and studied and tried to figure out and have been blessed to have, you know, uh, father figures or some that have been blessed to, you know, find their ways through it without having fathers uh, or even their mothers to have it, you know. So those are those are the ones that are there, but we aren't, we can't save the world of it. You know I mean, I can't teach every man around me, even in my group of friends, how it is not to express anger and verbally abuse that woman, you know what I mean? Let alone physically abuse her or emotionally abuse her. I can't, I can't, I can try to, you know what I mean? But per his upbringing and per what he's lacked, you know, he might not be able to comprehend that and then express that. Well, can I ask so you a they, question they, though? They're doing that shit because they fucking lost and you can't make, make everybody find each other over all of this shit that they lack. Some niggas find their way through it, you know what I mean? Greasy has read fucking 200 books since I've known him. You know, well, not even since I've known, since we worked together in the last two years. And some niggas ain't picked up a book yet. You ever want to have something from a nigga, put it in a book. Very true. Very yeah. true. And I do notice that, Greasy, I do want to point that out, that you are consistently posting, especially in your story, what you're reading. And I know it's not just because you're interested in having people, you know, comment and you don't have the knowledge on it. Like, you, you are very, very serious about your knowledge. So I you, you remember on that on Belly where Nas asked DMX, he said, man, what the last time you read anything? Right, Never yes. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> about this already, right? Okay. All right, go ahead. So I, I my question was, that, wouldn't it, wouldn't it make more sense for, like, I get your perspective on what you're saying, like, especially, like, you can't, it's very hard to, to learn something you've never been taught. Um, and you were kind of talking about being like on the defensive, but I also feel like black women feel on the defensive as well and that black men add to it. So it's like, I don't, I wonder if, wouldn't it make more sense if black men and women united so that they could kind of deal with the defense together instead of adding on like, well, I only have the defensive, I'm only on the defensive because of what my worldview is that black man has it because of what his worldview is and in addition because I feel like as a black woman black men don't necessarily protect us like they should that that's an additional but that's, um, that's kind of element towards me that's the selfishness and that for what they don't know they think it like oh everybody's against me oh man I don't know like some niggas don't know how to be on their woman's side they woman's side y'all in a relationship you don't have to argue like that you don't have to have these problems you don't know how to work something you know what I mean? You don't know how to start a bank account with your woman. You don't know how to start a business with your woman, even share ideas. And they play in that in that lane, and that will that will make you feel like you're on the outside. That'll make you feel not protected, even in a relationship, in a household, and in a marriage. You know what I mean? Like so sure. that's all that's all a cop out. So I only say defensive when I mean like we we trying to play offense, but we got all these blockades against us to make us play defensive. Man, what if I get pulled over? I fuck around, I might not I might go to jail. You know what I mean? As opposed to you know, not doing it. Like, um, 
what's his name? Uh, Jeff Bezos made a statement, you know, the, the head of mm -hmm. the richest man in the world. Amazon, Amazon, yeah. Amazon. You know, yeah. I have a 20-year-old son, and, you know, when he goes out and driving, and if he gets pulled over, I don't have to worry if he's going to not make it home at night. That's a worry that I don't have. But wow. there are millions of black families and uh, other families that do have that worry. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that, that head start that he has, you know what I mean? Like I said, that's an involuntary feeling that we, that we have that we're supposed to get past. We're trying to learn it, you know what I mean? But it takes other brothers to, he's giving me books to read, you know what I mean? That, that's what the community, but when you started from an environmentalized, broken down community to down to, you know, having food deserts in your community, down to not having, you know, um, the right people, like all of that is systematic. All of that is by design, you know what I mean? The, the what, what was the act that Bill, that, uh, Bill Clinton passed that, you know, that passed those crack laws and oh, three strike yeah. That's That was all about design. He had to apologize for that. But look right. what he did to dismantle our communities to be able to even give us some level of community upbringing. You know what I mean? Okay. So all of those, it's, it's no one set answer for that. It's just like all of these things break down. I don't want none of it to be an excuse. Don't let me get mistaken by saying that because none of it is an excuse. You know, we've right. gone and made ourselves, you know, different from our mistakes and from our learning. But, you know, by the masses, as you know, by the masses in anything, uh, the lack of something is just going to breed that type. You know what I mean? Luckily, we have something like social media now. It was laughed at five years ago about not having one now. You get your information at a surplus faster than anything in the world. You know what I mean? And you can learn about something with a click. Right. You know, so, you know, I, me being a father, I have thousands of men that reach out to me that say, hey, man, you make me a better father, bro. Mm -hmm. Just by seeing what you do with your kids, man, you made me go get my kids today, man. You made me feel like shit about how I've been. And I don't want to tell nobody else, but I'm going to tell you and I'm going to do better. From right. watching on social media, you know right. what I mean? From not really knowing somebody. So that, that level of downloading can spark, you mm -hmm. know, seeing women being abused and make you feel like, oh, I shouldn't even be doing the shit I've been doing. Look how, look how they look at niggas who do this shit. I'm internally thinking like, oh man, she just made me mad so I put my hands on her. But look at how the whole world view this shit. Maybe I'm fucked up. And he changed right. his ways okay. outside of his lack of community upbringing. So let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, um, to your point, when you guys wake up in the morning, what are you thinking before you have to go out and face your day? Um, I'm thinking, what are you thinking? <laughs> what? Nah, you but, know what? Okay, you all right, so. Like, you gotta put parameters on that. Yeah. I, gotta, I gotta go. Wait, So, so, and thank you to Ryan for your input. That was very valuable information. Um, so we'll go back to, to Earl it's right deep, over here. It's deep, it's levels, okay. it's levels to this shit, it's deep. Okay. Let me just say, let me say one thing. First, let's start here. Let's start with semantics, right? Because I've heard each of you say, I've heard Heather both you and me say, Black men, this and black men. That one of the most important things I learned as a man was a wait, protector of my. Wait, 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 wait. wait. I'm gonna let him finish the semantics. Right. I want to hear what it is. What? He ain't saying nothing. <laughs> you know, when you he heard like, it, because like, first I want to point out semantics. I just, I just <laughs> want to know when you, when you heard it. <laughs> let me finish the thought. When you said right. when a black man does this and black, here's the first thing. I don't, I don't use blanket statements anymore. Because mm -hmm. I've learned that it automatically closes your mind to that particular pathway. Okay. So if I'm in the company of black women and I say, black women do this and black women do that, I personally have not met every black woman. 
So for me to make that statement is unfair and untrue. Mm -hmm. It makes it that automatically. So when I speak for myself as a black male, I speak as a black male and the black males that I know mm -hmm. and what we're capable of and how we move and how we operate. So I'm here as a black male with my particular perspective and what okay. I have to offer, but I can only speak on the black males that I have either studied and read upon, mm -hmm. personally interacted with, or know personally. Right. You know, okay. It's the same way as if you hear a man say, oh man, black women ain't shit, you're going to be offended. He, you may not know him. He may have never interacted with you. He has no proof to substantiate the fact that all black women aren't what he says they are. Right. You get what I'm saying? But when we talk like that, it kind of programs us. We don't really hear our counterparts talking like that. You don't hear, you tell me you can count on one, on, on one finger how many times you've heard a white man say, white women are this and white women are that. That's part of how we have been programmed to self-deprecating. So, so I will say that, that I thought I said some mm. black men. Okay. If I, and if it wasn't an accusation. It was just okay. an observation. All right. I, just, I, just, I just wanted to <laughs> well, I myself, but I thought sure. I said some, some black okay. men. Now, maybe I said all. I don't think that it's all. Okay. I, I no, just, you didn't say no, all. No, me neither. Okay. I heard black men. And I okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I, I was using it for the purpose of the example. Wow. Okay. So. Okay. So, so. And I want to hear from T after this. I want I want to know what what she's thinking. Yes, don't don't shake your head. You're not on here just to just for us to see your, your lip gloss right now. I want to hear from you after this, right? But I I do want you to answer the question, Greasy. And I want to know what you're thinking when you wake up in the morning before you have to face your day. What's yeah. going through your head? Oh man, I'm thinking about meditating and enjoying my two golden hours of entrepreneurial space to get my mind clear so I can tackle and do what I have to do. Let me tell you something. I'm, I'm the type of person, I'm the type of man, I grew up in a household with strong female figures. So I never encountered a lot of the misogynistic attitudes as a child in my home mm -hmm. that a lot of my friends grew up with them being a man of the house at 12 and 13 because maybe there was a domineering man in the house. Maybe mom had an addiction. Maybe at 12 or 13, he had to become the man of the house and he had moms and aunties and sisters who were, you know, boy crazy or addicted or going through whatever type of things they have had to go through. I've experienced all types of personalities and characteristics from my brothers in this, in this world. And I always have traced, been able to trace it back to whatever their experience was. So I consider it a blessing because I had a mom who could not go down south to see our family in Arkansas for years because she told the white woman, I ain't nobody's picking any. Okay. You know, because they walked up to her while she was with my great grandmother and said, those are some cute pickaninnies you got, Miss Perkins. And my mama said, I ain't nobody picking any. You know, and when I asked her how raising me in the 80s and me and my brother in the 80s and 90s as a single black woman, how were you able to achieve and get a master's degree and own property and raise us where we never knew so much of the hardship that our brothers and sisters in the neighborhood knew and my mom said, I made my mind up as a young age that I was never going to let anybody else decide what I could or couldn't do. 
So for me personally, I protect the women around me. Okay. So I can't speak to what all these other brothers are doing, but I can tell you what I've seen that has led them not to protect the women around them. And for every single person, the circumstance is something different. Okay. All right, T, let, let's go. Mm. Let, let's go. Cause I see your, I know you well, my dear, and I see the wheels turning in your head. <laughs> they are, they moving, they moving, baby. What, what, what are we thinking? Right. What's going on? Well, you know, I can 200% agree with a lot of it starts from before we got here, before we started. And it also has a lot to do with how you were raised, what you've encountered, you know? So like everyone has said, you can't lump everybody together. Mm-hmm. That part of it, I do understand. I get it. I over understand that. Right. But then I also know that there's been periods of time throughout history where we have been able to come together when we did feel a little bit protected. For example, Let's roll with my favorite, the Black Panther Party, right? Uh-huh. That was a united front. You know, right. that was men and women on the front line, you know, as far as we came together, you know, and it was equal. It wasn't, oh, well, you know, the women just make us our meals and, you know what I mean? That kind of thing. The women were on the front line. They were handing out bulletins. They were handing out lunches. You know what I mean? It was all of that. Some of us got killed during that revolution as well, you know? So um, I think just for me, I think I do 100% agree that we shouldn't generalize, but I think we also have to, we also have to really think about what we can do because if we could do it before, we can also get back there and do it again. So it's like, where's the breakdown? What can we do? What can we change? How can we make this happen in 2020? Because it's happened time and time again in increments, you know, of time. So what do we do now moving forward? For example, I've seen, well, we've all seen videos of girls fighting, girls getting drugged by another man, maybe a man recording it, you know, so at what point doesn't something click in your mind and say, that's a black woman, now she's not my sister, mother, cousin, friend, baby mama, or anything like that, but yet and still, she's still another black woman. What happens that you record instead of trying to stop what's going on right there? I think that's kind of just where I'm just we like I said, we did it before. So let's get back to that, basically, right? Like exactly. Let's, let, let's return point. to that because I will tell you that um, we, we as Black women, we're disappointed. We're disappointed. Now there are other there are other things that we're going to talk about a little bit later in the pod, but we're disappointed because we're constantly feeling the need to have to fight for ourselves. You know what? Right. I think that's I think that's the individual feeling because I'm not disappointed about anything because I've never I'm not disappointed about it because it's not something that I've overly experienced. Right. You know what I mean? Okay. I've overly experienced it and then it got taken from me. You know, I've always been protected up until a certain stance, you know, my dad, my brother's husband, whoever right. it was. For sure, right, right, right. Time, right. You mm-hmm. know, but it's just a matter of like across the board a collective right exactly exactly and 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 i too t like i i haven't had those experiences where i've felt unprotected as a black woman because all the black men that i have known and 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 dealt with brothers cousins whatever friends on that level have always taken care of me to a point but i do know like you said they are crazy 
Daddy included. But Daddy, first of all, we're not doing that right now. We're not doing that tonight. Well, I'm just saying. But, <laughs> you gonna put the disclaimer out? <laughs> but, I, but, I will, but I will say that that again across the board, right? And I know Greasy, you said like, okay, let's not make general statements, mm-hmm. right? But it's really hard to not do that when we feel like, okay, why are you black man not fighting mm-hmm. for for us? Yeah. as a class yeah. right as a class I mean, I, listen i hear you so i don't i don't want you to take maybe what i said was a little bit out of context here's my thing right first of all i'm one in i'm one in a million you can live five thousand years and you may not never see anybody else who operates the way i operate my mom has her concealed carry because i took the time to take her to the range mm-hmm. and show her how to operate in a tactical manner with a firearm so that no matter how many assailants, how many perpetrators attempted to threaten her life or her safety or her well-being, she would be prepared. So is my ex-wife trained in the same fashion by me. So are two of my sisters, one of my cousins, and several other female associates who I've encountered who told me that they did not feel safe. You know, I've educated myself, as Ryan was saying, I just... I, I grew up in a neighborhood where I had all of these strong female figures around me and I went outside and I didn't see any of that and I didn't see any of these women being protected. And that's kind of what led me on my journey of knowledge to understanding how and why our people came to this point of neglect in the first place. And it's neglect, you know, but all neglect is not egregious. Black men are not neglecting, protecting black women because they just woke up one day and decided this was not what they wanted to do. You know, you saw, you, you know, uh, uh, T, you were right. You saw the Black Panthers working together as men and women. And then the FBI came in with Cointel Pro and did everything they mm-hmm. could to dismantle and destroy mm-hmm. that organization. You know, you right. saw men and women, men and women working together in SNCC and SCLC in the Black Liberation Army. Uh, one of the best books I read on the revolution is Asada by Asada Shakur, a.k.a. Yes. Joanne Chesimar. Oh Absolutely, come on. She is, come on yeah. now, right, yeah. yeah. Is, who is still to this day at the top of the FBI's most wanted list, yep. not because she's, she's really a threat, on. but because she's a queen and she escaped. Mm-hmm. And she but that makes her a threat. Do a new, yeah, but 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 you get what I'm saying. So mm-hmm. when when we're when we're going up against these type of things, the most important part of the question is this: we are all in a foreign land, and as we've all found out in the last two to three months, there have been systematic apparatuses in collusion working throughout the entire time to keep us from achieving our full potential. And if we ever plan on unifying as a real community, the first thing they have to do is allow us to unify and they're going to put everything in place to stop us from doing that, that they can. So it's not that black men don't want to do it. There are so many things in the way from keeping them from doing it and keeping you all as black women from understanding that and meeting halfway to make it happen. It's 50, 50 all the way across the board, you know, you have warrior kings, you have warrior queens. That's where we come from. Mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely. if you look at 
if you look at because let me tell you a lot of what you see and feel not being protected has been learned from white america if you look at the me too movement if you look at donald trump if you look at harvey weinstein if you look at uh uh jeffrey epstein white men treat their women like shit they treat them like shit they don't give them a say so right they, they they molest and prod and treat them like crap so when you come into a land that isn't ours and you have them constantly attacking our psyche and constantly teaching us that the only way to be successful is to adapt to their way. Mm-hmm. This is the type of psychological warfare that a man, as a black man, is battling every single day. Right. And with them at the same time, keeping the real information away while feeding us that bullshit, you have a lot mm-hmm. of black men who buy into the bullshit so thoroughly and completely that they never get enough knowledge to do the type of things that I have learned to do from other brothers who have a totally disparate, different aspect of what the world should be. Mm. You get what I'm saying? So it's it's just it's levels, it's layers and layers and layers mm-hmm. to this shit. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, and I'm it's not making excuses to nobody. Yeah. Right. And I don't I don't feel like you coming off making excuses. I think it's so layered, just like you said. But if you just get to like one bottom line, y'all can't mm-hmm. protect us because you got to worry about yourself. We got, and and I think, you know, and that's just a blanket statement. That's not saying every single thing, but it's so much against you all on your own. Now you're adding the weight of us, you know what I mean? And so I think, unfortunately, we've both learned, y'all, you got to protect yourself. I got to protect myself instead of, you know, it being, okay, well, this is what we're up against. This is what they got going on against us. So let's you know, work that shit together. You know, we don't think like that, you know, and that's why, you know, like I said, the example that I use, instead of you recording, you should be stopping the situation, you know, and things like that. So I think that's part of the problem too. Black men have so much against them and so do we, you know, so it's hard for us to try and come together and try to hold each other up because we're both on defense mode. We're both trying to protect ourselves, you know, so self-preservation. So mm-hmm. I think that's part of the problem too, is that we could get past that and be like, well, you know what? Damn, they don't they don't care about us, either one of us. So how about we just both get together, we all Thank get together you. and just make it work out, you know? Thank you. Thank you. And that's actually my 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 next point was what do we do to change it? Right. And like T mm-hmm. said, like because we are we are both fighting so hard. Right. I mean, even in in corporate America. Right. Hmm. Every day, every day as a black woman, it's a fight. Now, I wouldn't say every day there are issues. I'm not going to lie and say that. But every day it's a fight, especially when you are a black woman in leadership in a company. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. It's a constant struggle and a fight because you don't want to be that black woman who you know you got you're in leadership or you're a manager you've got some position of authority so i have literally dumbed myself down because i don't want to come off like because i'm in leadership i never want and especially and i'm very guilty of this especially when i have other black staff especially women i never want to come off like i'm you know this oh i'm a boss and all of this kind of thing and you know like i'm flexing credentials and weight and things like that i really back myself down because I never ever I'm so overly conscious of that stereotype you know it's actually gotten me in trouble you know but um 
you have to be careful of that as black women. And I've seen the difference in my black male counterparts at work. Mm-hmm. Completely different. You know, they bump around the office, no issues, no problems. Mm-hmm. It's all to the good. You know, probably not thinking about the 17 things that I've had to think about because I don't want to be sister girl in the office. I don't want to be yes in the office either. You know, so it's it's just a very, very fine line yeah. that as a black woman in corporate America, you have to walk. You do. You do. Um, you, you never want to come off as too. Now, I don't ever care about coming off as too much, though. I, I, I just don't. Mm. O- only because, only because, as you know, we know. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, I just am. I don't think we was concerned about that. You just, you get it. You get it how you get it. You get it how you get it. Okay? Get in where you fit in. Yes. But all I'm saying is that because I deserve a seat at that table too, because I have paid sure. my dues and I have I the education me. and I have the experience. So what you're not going to do. Mm-hmm. And I always tell them, I don't, do. what you see what I'm saying. But you're not, not going to do I'm not going to say that. I don't care. That's what I'm saying. What you're not what going you gotta to hit do. Them, you got to hit them with it. What you're not going <laughs> to do. Hit with that. <laughs> but you know, you, you know, when I say it, it comes across a little bit different. But, mm-hmm. I, you know, what, what I normally say, what you're not going to do is. Right. You're not, you're not, you're not going to box me in. You're not going to make me feel a certain type of way um, because I deserve to be here. Just like. Agree. And nobody's, and I don't want to, I don't want to mislead. No one's ever made me feel that way. This is all me being, being harder on myself, you know, so I don't, you know, come off, you know, and things like that. No one's ever made me feel like, you know, I don't deserve to be in my role. Because T work hard. You understand me? I know that I am more than qualified and worthy you know so it's just right. me you know being super conscious you know I know I make it an effort to just try and be a particular way especially like I said when other blacks are involved so that's right. that's just it just me right right yeah. now now what I want to do is I want to I want to shift the conversation a little bit and I want to talk about something that we started to discuss last week, ladies. Um, we started to discuss our black men. And there are a number of black men and we, we all know them. We've all experienced them. Right. And we have a we have a black man here so he can he can speak to this and he can speak very intelligently to this. Right. And I'm gonna be watching. I'm gonna be watching, watching your words right now. I just want you to know this. Um, why, with black men, some black men, is there such a hatred against black women? And let's take mm-hmm. it a step further. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the black men who refuse, re- refuse yeah. with the yeah. capital R E F U S E, refuse mm-hmm. to date within their race. Right. Let, let, let's discuss that. Right. Hmm. Uh, that's not me. So you want me to speak for them? Or I you know. You want me to tell you what my experience has been? So, so, so I'm not asking what your experiences have been specifically with anybody outside of your race, but I'm saying that as a Black man who's had experiences with other Black men, and who's got friend, friends and family and associates, acquaintances, business partners, or what have you, so what are your thoughts on that? 
So here's my thing. I'm not with it. I'm not for it. I believe that love is love, but I can tell you where the cheat code and where the disparity lies. Okay, let, let's okay. hear it. Let's hear it. Drop okay. it on us. Because, because a lot of times you see it with, you see it with high functioning, very ambitious black men. You see it with a lot of the athletes, a lot of the actors, mm-hmm. a lot of these guys who go out and get them a white woman. And here's what you have to understand. Every single day of my life, I get up and I have to struggle. I have to wear this black skin. Whether I'm in the hood or the suburbs, I can't hide it. There's a lot of weight. There's a lot of bullshit that comes with it day in and day out. It's mm-hmm. a fight. It's a struggle. If you're black, at some point, you have to be a warrior, mm-hmm. at least in the most minimal way possible, right? Mm-hmm. But you have a lot of men who have had to fight hard. You have a lot of men who have been brainwashed thoroughly. You have a lot of men who experience this within themselves, within their households, with their family members, and then they get out and they meet Heather and they and they meet Heather <laughs> or they meet or they meet uh Cindy. Meet wait, wait, wait. I'm Bobby. sorry, I'm gonna excuse excuse you, my <laughs> name is Heather. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That's that's not not that that Heather. I'm talking about uh You talking about Heather, Becky? Heather. We're talking Becky. about Becky. Okay, we talk about Because Becky. this this right it? here is Heather. But it's a lot of blind it's a lot of blind Heathers out there who uh, but I'm blind uh, too. I know, but you know what I'm you digging you're digging deeper. <laughs> Earl, you're going you're going deeper, you're going down. Right. Go on, take a pause. Hold on, but so so here's what I'm saying, right? Okay. You going through that. And you meet my brother Don joining us, man. How oh, hi. Doing? How are you? Nice to meet you. We're going to we're going to ask okay. you. So I, w- I would like to hear sorry, from you. I don't take that too. personally, but listen. Oh, so so back it up, back it up, <laughs> Reezy. What would you say? So, so they meet. So they meet Becky and they meet Cindy. Right? Thank you. Mm-hmm. And Cindy is nice. <laughs> listen, and she smells good, and she says all the right things, and every single time he has a problem, she's ready to uplift him and and bless him with a word of wisdom. And she has never known the struggle that he has known. That's so not all she's time, blessing him with. Let me, hello. Can I finish this out? Are you I'm sure? I'm thought from oh. a male perspective for you. Okay, all right. So for him coming from all of that, and now he got this fresh and clean palette of no struggle and, and, and no disparity and none of the things he's been through, a lot of times that can be enticing for a brother. It's like getting a brand new car off the lot versus one that you know you got to put parts on when you get it. And in a brainwashed state of mind, that's how they feel. Because he feels like, I ain't going to never have to come in the house and argue with her. I ain't never going to have to come in the house and deal with none of the struggles of what I dealt with, with this blackness and all of that. And from what I understand and from what I hear, when these type of men are interviewed and when I hear them speaking frankly amongst their friends, that's the only thing that I can see that would push them to feel that way. Because every single man who I've ever heard who dislikes his own women, his own black women, it's always been, he leads with that. She's fire and she got the tenacity and she's angry and she's this and she's that. And she's that way because she has had to fight the same fight that you have had. So if you feel like her being a counterpart, her being an equal, her being a lover and a life partner for you, if you feel like that makes her not worthy of that, you're saying you yourself shouldn't be with somebody like you. 
Mm-hmm. That's the only, that's the only way I can see it. It's, it's self hatred. It's a it's a, it's a deep seated self hatred because you're saying I don't want to be with someone who has been through the same thing that I have been through, you know. And it's not logical. It doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. But they definitely aren't smarter. Nowhere near as beautiful as 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 awesome as as you know these beautiful melanated creatures are. So. That's been my personal experience. What I've heard just from talking to and asking the brother. Now, as a disclaimer, I gotta say, I have a brother, my oldest brother. He's been married to his his wife. She's white. They've been married for 22 years. Me and my Black Power, Black Panther struggle days mm-hmm. fade all the way away from them because I was like, my brother, he'll sell out of this and that and that and that. But right. I've, I've I've been to their home. I've chilled and hung out with their biracial family. I understand that they really love each other. They found each other in the army. They've been together this entire time. Okay. My okay. brother is completely aware of the cultural differences, and so is my sister-in-law. And to me, they are the exception and not the rule. There okay. are no hidden agendas or right. you know taboo conversations in the household. Mm-hmm. You know, so every mm-hmm. situation isn't different. But for those who just flat out hate the sisters, mm-hmm. it's it's deep-seated self-hatred. You just right. projecting hatred of self. You don't want to be with somebody who's been through what you've been through. Right. Right. Okay. I want to. I want to hear from Don. Is your name? Yeah, Don. Since you, since you, since you, you brought yourself into the conversation. I want to hear yeah, from I kinda, you. Yeah. I kinda yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's so. <laughs> so can I, no no can one's I, can exempt. I get, <laughs> so can I get the initial? Uh, yeah. The absolutely. Initial question that kind of uh, sparked this uh, his statement. Absolutely. So we started off the podcast talking about um, why Black men do not protect us as Black women, okay? Mm. And then we kind of segued into the hatred that some Black men have toward us and why Mm. there are some men in that group who decide that they refuse to date Black women. Not all, but there are some who refuse to date or marry Black women. Okay. Uh, oof, that's that's a lot. Mm. Uh, as far as protecting, are you meaning just in a physical, emotional aspect, like both, like physical and emotional, just all yes, around? All I around. Think all, around. Mm-hmm. all around. Um, as far as the aspect of uh, protecting, I think uh, I, I I mean I can't speak on the physical because I'm not. I'm not really around men. I guess my circle is not surrounded by men who are not uh, ready to defend women. Like I don't really hang out with them type of dudes, mm-hmm. so I couldn't really gotcha. speak directly on the physical. We don't. That's just cardinal rules of my family and how we move. We don't play the games. Right. Um, right. But as far as the emotional aspect of the protecting, uh, I feel that we today as uh, individuals have lost uh, a sight on the balance of protecting emotion and being responsible for our own emotions as well. So what I mean by this is by dating someone who's gone through so much trauma, similar to yourself, I think that we have lost the aspect that we are responsible to take ourselves through a journey of personal healing to allow us to kind of work as a team on building back up. I think when people put too much emphasis on making the other person responsible for that healing, it becomes mm-hmm. kind of rough because you kind of drain 
each other trying to fix each other. And that oh. be, that could become difficult yeah. because I'm not fixed, you're not fixed. So now you, I'm making, I'm looking at you to make me happy. Mm. And that's a lot. That's a lot of pressure yeah. to put on a person. And I think when you put that amount of pressure on a person, it can kind of steer a person away. So that that's that's my aspect on protecting the emotional. I think that people need to take the time to take that personal space to do personal healing. And then yeah. when you are happy with self, you are now able to look at another person in a different light. And now we can kind of, we can work on building from there. I think it's kind of hard if, you're not willing to go look at the own things you might be not over in the past. And we can, I can mm-hmm. cut, I can sugarcoat it and cover it up for you all day with nice dates and dinners and roses and all the beautiful things. But deep down inside of those things are not healed. They will surface later and be okay. triggered by some of the smallest things. And, you know, and I might, and I might not be that serious, but it would get triggered. And therefore I'm looked at as this bogus dude and, you call it up the girls, girl, he ain't nothing. I knew he was just like everybody else. It's like, you know, we get we get caught in that box. You know what I mean? I think yeah. as men, we do a little bit of the same thing. If we're not doing our personal healing, we kind of like to look at women like all the other women and be like, I knew she was this, she was that. And we're not putting in consideration of what she might be needing to heal from. Um, as far as the aspect of dating huh, outside of our races uh, or outside of your race, I don't think it's an issue um to date that's not it shouldn't be an issue in today's world but i think it's an issue if you're like i'm just against i'm not dating a black woman that's just i think that's kind of like i'm not gonna go that far because you fall in love with whoever you fall in love with and the compatibility and energy kind of creates that how you connect to each other but i think um part of the reason part of the fear of of uh dating um I didn't want to say uh, a black woman, but uh, or African American woman, but would be the aspect of uh, I think society has kind of changed the roles of what it means to be a woman in a household. Society today's world, mm-hmm. and not not saying that you can't be a strong, independent woman, because I don't want my words to be confused. What I mean by this is we've lost what it means to be submissive to each other. Um, when once you get into a marriage or relationship. Um, there's there's a level of balance and a level of being submissive as a husband, submissive as a wife, to what your role is to each other to make that mar- you know make that situation work. And I think that a lot of the fear comes from that because you know as a not knock it, I I love my women grinding, but we have a lot of these women like I'm a boss, I don't need no man, I don't need this, I don't need that, and that can be very intimidating to a guy who's not as mentally strong or like, you know what I mean? Or as balanced, you know what I mean? He doesn't know how to look at, he doesn't know how to take the difference between you being just independent and ready to be, you know, able to go out here and get it with or without a man versus being able to be like, man, if I get with her, I know I'm gonna have a lot of headaches cause she, she headstrong already. They don't know how to balance it. They don't know how to d- 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 look at the difference. That's what I'm trying to say. So I think that it makes them worry that if they get into that relationship with you that like, man, she not gonna be you know, she not gonna be in a wifey role, in a wife role, like kind of like mm-hmm. two bosses competing for the household. And yeah. I think that's what a lot of, com- okay. I think it became a lot of marriages and relationship are competition now, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Versus working mm-hmm. as a team. It's like, who got the most bag? Who got the better car? Mm-hmm. Who got this? Like they stay competing with each other. Um, and, and I think that that creates a lot of that feel. Uh, so, especially in our community. I think in our community, that's that's how I feel about our community and relationships. Okay. So Instagram, so, all of that has made it very, you know, the social media, the 
college, <laughs> dancing. It's, it's, it's just, you know, it kind of messed up what it means to be, you know, in a good relation, a good, healthy relationship. I think mm-hmm. what is considered a good, healthy relationship is defined by, you know. Means. Yeah, me, me yeah. That's <laughs> what, what the I'm means saying. say. <laughs> but you know what's interesting? We got there. So I was watching this interview earlier today, and it was a like a multi-generational interview amongst Black women. And there was a lady on there that was like in her 60s, and she was talking about her mother's experience. So probably in like the 40s. Um, and she talked about how her mother felt the same, like social pressures of not feeling protected by her husband who was black and Mm -hmm. what that made her teach her children, which made them teach their children and how it became like a multi-generational problem uh, in their family and trusting that black men in their lives would protect them because Mm -hmm. of her experience in the 1940s. So I I find it really interesting what you're saying about like the now. I wonder how much is based off of what we've been taught from the generations Mm -hmm. before us. Because I don't, I'm a media maker. So I feel like, you know what I'm saying? In some ways we blame media for things that isn't always their fault. Sometimes it is and sometimes it isn't because it's still just a medium. You know what I'm saying? But I definitely think that combined with the lessons that we may have been taught in our experiences within our community that the mm-hmm. media amplified it. So like, how much right. do you think is that something that we were taught from before? Oh, so no, I, it's definitely, okay. it's definitely from the past. It's definitely all coming full circle. Yeah. I agree on that. So, so I think that, that I, I agree with you, Don, completely. Uh, Greasy, I agree with you. Victoria, I agree with you. T, you know, I'm always, we, we're kind of like aligned, right? But but I, but I want to take it one step further again, and I want to talk about the black men who who say that we're too much, right? Not not even when it comes to professionalism, because what we're not going to do is dial that back. What we won't do is dial that back. No, 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 you should. You so should that y'all can feel better, no. right? No, but, no, 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 no. But, but if you see, so, so, okay, so we can take even me, for example, right? Mm. So I don't, I don't look white at all, right? Um, I don't, I don't care. Vicky, Vicky, <laughs> not, <laughs> you know what? I'm sorry. Just keep going. Keep going. I may give you some, some light, bright children, but your kids aren't going to look mixed, right? Right, right. And, and for some Black men, like, they thrive off of that. Like, we want our kids to look like they're either white or Hispanic or Asian, mm-hmm. right? Or, or we have too much mouth for them, right? Like, mm-hmm. like maybe I'm too opinionated. But hold on. Here's a part that you. That you too busy. That, here's a part that hasn't been mentioned. The European standards of beauty are propagated throughout every oh, source yeah. of media, from print to television True. to internet to all of that. So again, what we're talking about here is a high level of psychological warfare. Right. And if okay. the black male is the strongest part of our community, then he's the first person that's going right. to be targeted. So when I talk about when I'm playing with my daughter and I told my mom, we're not doing no white dogs in the house. <laughs> right. Like, it's it's going to be a multicultural. And I said, no, when she leaves this house, right. are going to, he's going to be bombarded with so many standards of European mm-hmm. beauty 
that when she enters her house, I want her to know nothing other than black is beautiful. You'll have plenty of opportunities to learn that outside of the home. You get what I'm saying? She's slapped so, across the head with it. Every, yeah. every time she she decides that she's going to be in a different environment, she's going to be slapped across the head with it. My children are slapped across the head with it every day. Mm. Oh. So to, Kosa, to, to reiterate on what you had said about uh, being powerful or mouthy, as you say people like to say, is that I think another part about culture that has uh, been pushed upon us as a people, when you said about mouthy, I'm not, a mouth, being mouthy is one thing, being respectful is the other. Sure. So if, if people have been taught that it's okay to disrespect the man of the house or to down your, the father of your children in front of your children, um, you know, mm-hmm. like I don't play like calling a man a bitch in front of my kid. Don't oh, do that. Like, no. don't ever call me. Oh, you know, no. like some women have no. found this to be cute. Like they think That's like, like man, I'm gonna go at no, this. I'm gonna go at this man so disrespectful that he might want to put his hands on me. But I'm gonna down him in front of other men, other women, his children. You know that has mm-hmm. become a norm. And these are what the I mean by that. Right. Yes, the challenge to see how far you're gonna go. Right. You know, how far he's gonna mm-hmm. go has become like a norm. Um, versus we can have a complete, we can agree to disagree without disrespecting each other. And right. we, we okay. know this is possible. You watch your grandparents do it, you watch it. You know, your granddaddy could not want to hear nothing your grandma saying, but he's sitting there telling her, mm, mm-hmm. all right, Bye. and go about going that day. next room. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> all right, but it was, right. A, it was a level of respect. And I think uh, that our culture in specifically mm-hmm. has made it very comfortable to be disrespectful to each other. And it oh, makes it unattractive. It makes us unattractive to each other wow. um, in a way. You get what I mean? Like, you know, I, I, I find it so unattractive when women do that. And mm-hmm. then not saying it's cool that they got touched, but then it's like, look at what we just did. You were able to push his, but you wanted to push those buttons so far. And then now oh. he has disrespected you back by mm-hmm. touching you. And now this has become a norm. That's why the domestic violence is so high. All these different things. Mm-hmm. We made it so easy to pull each other down in this, in the aspects of just that alone, um, from man to woman or in relationship. And I think that's another part that uh, is different from some cultures. I can't say everybody. Everybody got their drama. Every culture has its issues. But I think primarily when I watch in my neighborhoods and my households that I grew up around, in the inner city, that's what I saw was so comfortable being done. Right. So what you're saying is, and, and if I'm if I'm wrong, if I'm off, please, please yeah. correct me. So so what you're saying is fr- from a black wo- woman, you may have gotten all of that, right? The the disrespect right. and the being, you know, antagonistic, right? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. irritating to a point. To but, point, then right. have, but then you have your white women, your Hispanic women, your Asian women, what, what have you, they are more mild-mannered. Some of them. Right. Not, not all of them. Dial back. Because we know little, some little that... Dial back. A little bit more dial back. Exactly, right? And they're not as about it as we are, right? Right. And um, they just kind of let you you do your thing a little bit more, in a way. I would say do so, your so thing. So does that like, make, it, does that make would, it more appealing to you? That. I would, my personal that, that, uh, <laughs> not, not You know what I'm saying? Exactly. I've seen it with my own eyes. I was saying, yeah, you, I'm not saying, like, do your thing as in, I should be able to disrespect you and you shouldn't be able to speak up or things like that. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, it's, it's a little bit more of a, 
you know, sometimes silence is, is the worst killer to anything. You know what I mean? Like, right. I, I'd rather deal with a woman. I'm going to worry more about a woman that go, mm-hmm, okay. Hmm. Yeah. I'm going to be worried about you. I'm, when I, I'm, I'm telling you. I'm telling you because you know I'm going to sleep like go queen, right. Let me tell oh, both yeah. of you all. When we get to a <laughs> give woman, him, we give start saying, tip. Hmm. okay, all right, no problem. No, I'm saying. Okay. Even that's when you guy, need to be concerned, right? It's, it's just, exactly. It makes you be like, you know what? Let me come back around this corner. Hey, babe, mm -hmm. you know what? Hey, maybe I was... I'm going to think more about coming back to talk to that person versus, the, oh, your bitch ass. Right. 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 Because you're going to challenge us at that point, right? Exactly. Exactly. That was like, let's go toe to toe versus we can do, we can disagree and be very respectful. And then make, it makes a person a little bit more approachable. That's all. I, right. I'm not saying all women are like this. Not all our beautiful right. black women are like this. It's just right. a culture has made it so cool to be like, everybody ain't got to be a thug. You could be strong and powerful and independent without being disrespectful to that man, especially in, the, in today's world. We need to be lifting each other up so much. We ain't going to always be on the same page, but to have the energy built up with the with the with the ultimate goal of tearing down another individual is different. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think that's where that scariness and that healing process got to kick in because if you just, if your energy is so on like being cool with just being destructive towards others and it shows, you know, you just really haven't healed from a lot of the things that you've been around. Right. And I think us as a culture have been through some of the worst things. And I think we have not to put in the energy um, to heal it and to heal ourselves and, to you know, to move forward, especially in the relationship. You gotta also think about how we've been portrayed as well. I mean, you gotta think about how many positive. If you think about the black woman role in predominantly white movies, we're usually the you know ready to fight and ready to mm -hmm. pop off and neck popping and all of that and carrying on. You know, even like our TV right. figures. You know, we had Claire Huxtable. You know, she was calm, but if she had to take it there. You know, she let, let the let the record show, right? Let the record show. That was my episode. With the wretched, right? The wretched and the big fun. Well, big fun. I love that episode. Right, 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 right. trying, Claire. I swear, God, she did. But um, you know, you got to think about even now with social media so relevant, like. Who we got as, bro, like, who does my 14-year-old daughter have to look out outside of me and my sisters and my mom and, you know, stuff like that? She don't got no Claire Huxtable. You know, no. we, you know they, she doesn't have that. She's got, you know, Twitter finger girls and stallions and things like that, you know. So, you know, it's different. It's just different. It's so different. you got to just be mindful. The, the whole, the culture is backwards. That's all I'm trying to say. And it makes and it hard backwards. for us to even... It makes for it so hard for us just to look at each other as, as the beauty that we contain. Um, if I tell a woman, how you doing, goddess? How you doing, queen? She think I'm trying to run game. Ma'am, exactly. ma I, mm -hmm. I just called you. I was just trying to be polite just and encouraging. Nice. I'm not trying true. to always have a angle because I called you goddess. Like, now, nah, if I'm like, hey, shorty, thanks, shorty. Right. That's normal. Right. That's should be normal. That's, That's how you should right. be. Right. That's your norm, right? Exactly. That's your norm. Exactly. Or, or, for example, 
when you hear a group of women meet each other, you hear a group of sisters meet each other, and they, uh-uh, bitch, oh, bitch, right. bitch, bitch, oh, my bitch, God. Oh, for you, oh, bitch, hold oh, that. I do hate that. I do. So, I do, yeah. I do so, hate so, that. So, yeah. On the outside looking in, you know, that, that, yeah. If it's okay, if that's just, how y'all, if that's how we talk to each other, why are we yeah, upset absolutely. when that's how For y'all sure. come at us? You, I've yeah. never understood. It's such a ridiculous so standard. It's so backwards. So, but I some of that is just conditioning. Some of that is yeah. literally they are doing what they see, and in that way, they I do think, yeah, totally. But you know that, what I'm saying? I think that that is part of the problem is that like there's so many things that that's why i do think because media does amplify that media has a power to do that like Mm -hmm. it it co-signs on things and then it amplifies it and so it becomes the teacher it starts conditioning people on how they should interact Mm -hmm. with each other Mm -hmm. um and that's like the saddest part because at some point we became the secondary teachers all exactly. these other influences yeah. became the primary teachers. Absolutely. And it used to be that, that our girls learned from us and we learned from who yeah. was before us. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we even had positive in the media. You think about when we sure. used to watch TV, think about the like little subliminals that used to come up like on Martin. You would see HBCU sweatshirts. Right, right, and, you right, know, right. Will, sure. Will Smith, would ha- you know what I mean? Now the subliminals are pushing other agendas. I don't want to step on To be strippers. You know, but you know, <laughs> no, no, I already know. Right, you get where I'm going. So, yeah, know, yeah. the difference in what we got to look at, you know, and, you know, watching a different world made me want to go to a HBCU, you know, and things right. like that. So, you know, our kids, they just don't have, like, we had Boys and Girls Club, we had the YMCA, we had Chicago I Park District, they had programs, fundings, all types our kids literally have even if you think about our nightlife we had nitro we had what's popping you know we at least had little places we could go yeah. even when we got a little bit older in our team what did i tell my tell her, hey, but y'all didn't have y'all didn't have that right, it's cool. no, no, <laughs> come on now right, right. Let me ask you a question, but that's true that's definitely yeah, true have our you kids all... have completely missed that they have none of that let me ask you a question have you all seen hidden colors one two three and four I haven't seen all four. Okay, so let me tell you this. Because I don't, a lot of what I'm saying makes sense. A lot of what I'm saying you can trace back to uh, actual fact. But that's one of the documentaries, one through four. I watched all four of them. Go ahead. And a lot of what we are talking about has been explained and broken down in Hidden Colors exactly how our households have been broken apart, exactly how our communities have been broken apart exactly how our social economic and educational growth has been purposely put in a stagnant place hidden colors one two three and four i i put them on in my shop from time to time just because i like for people to get that type of education and then the main one of the main reasons both as far as self-hatred goes men black men not one to date black women and as far as black men not wanting to protect black women. A lot of it stems from this. 99% of us have not picked up a book since our last day of school. Mm, mm. 99% of us are African American. And I'm talking men and women. Mm. So if we do not have the information, if we do not know how to properly operate in all of these circumstances, 
through the information necessary to do so, then we cannot do so. Right. That's, that's, that's what it all stems from. Because you can ask me about a bunch of men, and the first thing I ask a man when I meet him and he wants me to respect, what's the last thing you read? What's the last oh, thing you studied? How often, do you, how often do you gain and get knowledge? What are you filling your brain with? Because if you're sitting around watching TV for 12 hours a week, while I'm reading 12 hours a week, you and me not going to be on the same wavelength. No, no. You know what I'm saying? So, so that's, that's step number one. Number one is having the information. And then number two, I'm big on meetings. We don't meet. We don't meet on the regular. We'll get together to go on a girl's trip or a guy's trip. We'll get together to drink and have wine. How many book clubs do we have as African-Americans where men and women get together and read the same book? How many meetings do we have as African-Americans where men and women get together and put $30, $40 a week in and meet and talk about and discuss ways to grow our wealth together as a collective over the next 10, 20, 30 years? So we're not reading, we're not meeting. And then number three, we don't have any long-term agendas because if we are meeting and we are reading, then those two things are going to lead to us saying in 20, 25, 30 years, what do we want the product of our efforts to generate for our children as the fruit? Are we going to be able to start a trust in an organization where 20 of us got together and started with one property and 25 years later, we have 10 properties and there's a check coming in the mail to each one of our children who we've educated and brought into this community and taught to love and respect and say hello and look each other in the eye and shake hands and be men and women of stand up stature in society to be valued because we built all of these things step by step, place by place, day by day, dollar by dollar, meeting by meeting until we're all unified again. Like this is a great discussion, but I work daily to do exactly what we're talking about right now. This is part of what my business is bringing black men and women together to have these conversations and to take the next steps that are necessary for us to turn to return to a sense of community. You know, right. Heather, you come to my spot all the time. You see what's outside my doors, but you right. feel the difference in the energy when you walk inside my door. Absolutely. You, know you can go a block in either direction and all hell is breaking loose. But my corner is Switzerland because of what I pour into those people and what I force them to understand if right. they want to come into my space. So right. that's what we have to do. It's not, it's not a piece of cake. It's not going to be solved overnight. It's not all of us, you know. But if we want to change the exception to the rule. It's a, it's, it took us 400 years to get to this point. But we faster and we smarter and we better and we melanated. So we can get out of this shit, I would say, in 50 or 60 years if it's a concentrated okay. effort. But the first step is we got to unify, you know? Yep. We got to okay. respect each other. We got to say, you know, I'm happy to be a part of this conversation. A lot of brothers that y'all would have had outside of me, Don or Ryan, tonight in this, in this conversation would have instantly taken defense. I don't know, a black woman ain't done enough for me. And those are the ones that we need to educate. Right. You know, we don't want to put a fence around them and keep them out of our circle. We want to find the ones who are willing to learn a different way and educate so that they can learn. You should be protecting your women. You should be protecting your daughters. You should understand that I know men who, if a police officer, if a white person, if somebody of authority put hands on their children, they would wait to find out 
know, they would ask to figure out what happened before they stepped in and do something. I kill a hundred people for mine. Yep. You feel me? Can you, can I'm, you, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, can you repeat I'm, that? I'm, what did, what did you just say? Okay. Right. So I'm different, but I can't right. speak for somebody who does not have the knowledge that I have. Like I said, Hidden Colors right. 1 through 4, the autobiography of Malcolm X, uh, Asada Shakur's book, Asada, uh, an excellent book by Ralph Ginsburg that I would also recommend, 100 Years of Lynching. This is the one book that both Farrakhan and Malcolm X have always kept on them every day with the exception of the Quran, 100 Years of Lynching. That we're it's seeing just, now, I, I want to point that out, and I'm so sorry to interrupt you, but no, go ahead, go ahead. We're, we're in the midst of modern day lynching now. There have been five mm -hmm. of our beautiful brothers and sisters who mm -hmm. have been lynched over the last three weeks. Yeah. The most recent was in Houston, Texas, mm -hmm. and they tried to say that this young man committed suicide. Committed suicide. Now, we all know that there are none of us who are hanging ourselves on a tree. Yeah. None of us, right. none, none of us, it doesn't make any sense, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So that's, a, that's another battle that, that we have to fight mm -hmm. because we're, we're, we're living in the midst of modern day slavery. Mm -hmm. True. Now, mm -hmm. now, now Greasy, there, there is something that you mentioned and this is a, a perfect segue. So you mentioned that there, there are things that you do within your business. So before we wrap, let's talk about your businesses because mm -hmm. you, uh, you're you extremely talented, right? Um, and Don, you, Don, I gotta get out of here, man. I got, I got my little man waiting on me. I uh, okay, away. thank you so much. Thank you so much. Talk to man. We'll do it again too, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm, we'll I'm gonna be on his heels about letting me know early so I can stick yeah. around alone. So Earl, let's talk about, let's talk about what you do. So yeah. let me point it out real quick to everybody. To all I'm a drug guy. I'm a drug guy. <laughs> so he's not, so, so we don't want to, now he said all this. So he's not everybody. I just oh. want to say because this will be this will be put out to the masses. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just so, that's okay. That's okay. It's a joke. So he's not a drug dealer, but he is um, a father, mm -hmm. right? Of a beautiful yeah. little girl, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, you are a a tattoo artist. I am. Right. You paint. Yeah. I'm a painter as well. I'm an artist. I'm an artist. And, yeah. and I want to point out that he 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 owns a, a winery. Mm -hmm. And right here, I don't know if you guys can see it. It is Black Feather Wine. This is honestly, and I'm not just saying this because he is on the recorded line right here. But this is <laughs> this is some of the best wine that I have ever yeah. had. Lovely. And I'm a frequent shopper, and he's drinking it right now. And I am drinking it right now. I think I've probably had about a mm. had a bottle. Half a bottle? I've had I've had a whole okay. bottle. Uh, yeah. um, I ran out, so Vicky uh. <laughs> said Vicky said she needs to come back over so she can yeah. so she can pick up some more. Yeah. But but um but but let's let's talk about you and uh, yeah. all of your business endeavors real quick. Mm. What about uh okay well uh let me see I quit my job about seven years ago and I started tattooing and uh, I learned really quickly that tattooing alone wouldn't pay the bills. So I started doing uh, t-shirts and apparel as well. 
and then that was fun. And then I went to a, I visited a vineyard out in like Napa Valley, California, and I, and I, mm-hmm. I tasted some wine from different vineyards. And I noticed a lot of things were suited to the dry European palate. So I came home and started making wines for the flavorful African American palate. The soul You know, very, very drinkable and enjoyable. Uh, and then I was able to, which I still do, I employ. So when you say I own a winery, because if you know, for our Caucasian people who may be listening, we are not growing grapes in the hood. Okay, we order juice. And I have a couple of brothers in the hood who I've trained to do a very good job of turning yeast and juice into flavorful wine and bottling and manufacturing. So uh, in that way, I'm able to give a little employment to my people. And uh, with that being said, I, I left there and came to Nine Mag and ended up managing this and helping my brother Ryan advance his Black-owned business. Uh, we were able to do some sipping paints and do some other events and things with the wine here and kind of grow the brand and grow the business. So I just want to. Looks like he had some, I'm not sure if his, his phone rang or not. Um, perhaps maybe, maybe the phone rang. If the phone rings, it kicks you out. Yes, yeah, sometimes it does, but sometimes you can come right back. Um, I was say, yeah, because mine, well, maybe cause I, I will do Do Not Disturb, so maybe that's part of it. Sometimes it does that. But the favorites will still try to pop in. I'm like, hey. yeah, yeah, they'll try to. And then you, have to <laughs> you know, it happens with work all the time, so so I'm used to it. Um, um, but, but really, you know, to sum it all up, you know, whether he comes back and joins us or not, um, he... That's dope. He's, he's got a he's got a number of businesses that he that he. Owns. I like that he's employing people, you know, through the, in the community. That's really dope. I Absolutely. like that, and that's one of the steps that we can take to start to build the unity. Yeah. Bring and hire our own, grow our own, yeah. do our own. You know, yeah. how many of us know how to harvest and grow food? How many of us have been, you know, like he said, we need to be trained on using different weapons and stuff. You know, people knock it, but you know, other races, and I'm gonna just say other races, they start training their children young on how to shoot firearms properly, you know, and things like that. So, you know, I, I like that he's keeping it all within the community. That's the way, it, that's how it starts. And that's how we can have these conversations. For sure. So, and, that's so dope. And what an example, right? What an example that he Yes, is. I love it. To our, to our black women, uh, men, excuse me, and our black women, right? Absolutely. Uh, there is a black man who, you know, um, you know, w- when you when you have connections to the hood, right? So we know that they're a part of the black ink crew, right? Nine Mag, right? So you're mm-hmm. obviously thinking like some type of like, you know, they've got a little bit of a celebrity, right? You know, mm-hmm. um, but at the end of the day, that's not that's not what he's about. I don't believe that that's what Ryan or Don is about. I believe that they're yeah. all about empowering our people, right? Yeah. Let's stick close that's together. Right. Let's grow yeah. together, and yeah. let's let let's get rid of some of these stigmas, right? That Absolutely. we have that that we have had to come against all these years, right? But we're going to go ahead and wrap up this pod. We appreciate you guys. We love you guys. Um, 
you guys are you guys are the reason why we continue to do this right not just because of our love for the pod but our support that we get from you guys so if you guys have any any questions any comments if you guys want us to talk about something on the show that we have not touched on please reach out to us whether you reach out to victoria t or myself we're always Mm -hmm. open to having a conversation we love you guys. You can uh, follow us at In The Thick. That's on Facebook, Instagram, and also Twitter. T, Absolutely. T's handling Twitter and Facebook. <laughs> because I cannot. So T is you taking don't care don't even Twitter. worry about it. Right. <laughs> I tried to go on Twitter, and T said why. that I wasn't going to be able to handle it. And at first I said, I got it. But then I noticed that she's right. I just, I can't handle Twitter. I already know. We I'm just need to That's what it comes down to. I haven't even exactly. been on Twitter since the day that I said I was going on she Twitter. She went through like two hours of trying to come up with a, a handle, a name. <laughs> and I was just like, for what? I'm like, you're not going to ever tweet out anything. Stop it. Stop. Pass today. <laughs> today right fast forward to today where are we no tweet no nothing she got a name though she got a handle what is it is it i bet it's cute i don't know what it is she (laughs) don't even know what it is you see what i'm saying it's ridiculous that's why i say her no mind when she randomly comes up with this stuff i'll be like okay girl and it is very random so i usually run it by her to see what she's gonna think about it and she normally says Mm -hmm. yay or nay but then at the end of the day, she knows I'm going to do what I want anyway. So she just... Right. She just and says, then she'll okay. come back around. This. Then come back yeah. around like, you know, I haven't used Twitter yet. I am not surprised. So, okay, girl. <laughs> I mean, and she created like a whole like Facebook poll. Like she tried to get other people in it. Like, I did. don't right. think I could do it. Other people in. <laughs> I did. And then the <laughs> other girl was like, then, then somebody on the post was like, she told you you wasn't going to... I was like... Ebony Ellis, yes, my little homegirl. Right, exactly. <laughs> Apparently, I know nothing. <laughs> right. Um, we're trying to tell you. It's a work in progress. It's a work in progress. But anyway, we no. love you guys. We appreciate you. A we work in progress you. means that you would actually get to use it. You're not. You don't even know your name, <laughs> ma'am. You don't even know your name. So, okay. Go ahead and end the program. Go ahead. Anyway, we, we love y'all. This podcast. We appreciate <laughs> right. you guys. We love you. T is always on something else. Um, Victoria just sits there and smiles. Um, we will see you guys next week, and next week we'll be on Zoom too. So this is going to be our new way of doing these podcasts. Podcasts, yay! Yeah, we love you. I'm gonna have to get me a T-shirt. <laughs> I was gonna say, right? You gotta have on your shirt every week. You gotta have, you gotta have on a shirt, but you know, yeah. I'm ordering shirts. Constantly. You know, we like the T-shirt queens, right? With my T-shirt is stupid like i see an advertisement i'm like oh yeah oh i want that oh it says says, says black and what it says right it said all type like i'm just whatever it says i'm getting it i like that that's That's really cute i like that next one i appreciate you for that thanks for the advertisement so we love you guys your brown brown skin girl that's cute shout out to kelly yeah shout out to kelly lately um yeah. but we love you guys thank you so much and uh we'll see you next time bye y'all <laughs> have a good night